0: Hello, and after three months, welcome back to an episode of the POV Podcast. How are you doing, Jason? Has
1: it been three months? <laughs> it
0: has. The last one we recorded was in July.
1: Oh, that's awful game. Uh, yeah, I've been good. Just busy working in the hospital. It kind of it got hectic, i.e. The, the COVID stuff, but I'm All pretty right. sure everything's fine now <laughs> yeah maybe
0: maybe it's good job there's only two of us on this podcast because anything over
1: Oh, <laughs> oh we're very socially distanced to be fair oh yeah
0: we're as socially distanced as you can get by i want to say about 250 miles something like that
1: even though you do live in the uh the bad area the, the lot I do. down
0: we do indeed <laughs> but uh I'm pretty sure last time we were on, we were just like, hopefully it'll go go soon. And we're still in. Yes. Yes, but we yeah. are. Me and my furlough countrymen are now back in work. Which is...
1: Furlough.
0: Furlough. furlough! My furlough countrymen. <laughs> but uh, have you seen any films at the moment? <laughs> any new films have you seen?
1: So the only film I've seen in cinema since July was jurassic park so <laughs> ah
0: well that's uh apt I, for today's uh discussion
1: it, it is indeed i've i've yet to see the one film that was released in the cinema ah i oh, saw tenet.
0: it if we we're on about tenet no idea what went no yeah. idea what was going on
1: all, all, all i've heard is that it's very loud
0: it is i couldn't hear a thing a couple of people I know i've said oh, i don't know what you're on about I heard it perfectly. <laughs> Everyone else I know who's seen it. it was just like I could not hear a thing. It was just too loud, it was too boomy and, Did and you to watch quote Ian like. Malcolm. Um Christopher Nolan didn't stop to think whether or not uh he could So Yes. <laughs> I just absolutely bowls that quote up there. It always escapes me and then I remember it like seconds later.
1: Yeah, I know, that's why... I, Christopher I, Nolan I was it. so
0: preoccupied with whether or not he could, he didn't stop to think <laughs> whether or not he should when making Tenet. Yeah!
1: Ah, 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 he didn't say the magic word. Um, yeah, which is
0: a shame, because I like Christopher Nolan films, but I don't want to go and see it again, especially at the moment.
1: Uh, I... <laughs> well, there, there was an issue with Interstellar and the and the sound mix, and apparently that was too loud as well. Yeah, so when so I went to not...
0: see it at the cinema, there was a notice that had just said, yeah, if it sounds awful, that's how it, God intended.
1: That's how God intended, yeah. Sorry, I mean it's, Christopher uh... Nolan. <laughs> he probably thinks he is godlike.
0: like <laughs> nah. God, if he saw sure. us sat down doing this, he would not be happy.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, him and Zack Snyder can be in our corner of mocked directors.
0: Aye. Right. But anyway, <laughs> let us move on with today's topic, which is... The best Spielberg film, or our best Spielberg films. Yeah, yeah. Not gonna lie, this is the hardest list I've ever had to make.
1: Yeah, it's you know, it's it's try and try and choose your best children. It's like ah well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I one hundred percent agree with that because I went through his entire filmography and I've seen twenty-one films that he's made.
1: Which it's just uh... it's just just so diverse. Yeah.
0: Uh, let's do, we're just going to say this now. He is responsible for the blockbuster, so no Spielberg would have been no Star Wars, no Marvel, no Lord of the Rings, no Harry Potter. So yeah, yeah, and we it's... have him to thank for all those great films. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, I'm just kind of through it now, and, and it's just there's no kind of you've you've got your kind of your blockbuster blockbuster genre like your family film, but. He's he's gone into like horror, war, drama, sci-fi, fantasy, adventure, spy movie, historical uh, war film,
0: biopics.
1: Uh, he's done with biopics. Animation. He's done animation as well.
0: With five, was it five?
1: Um. With. Uh, uh I'm going with Tintin. He did Tintin. I know that was.
0: Yeah, Tintin. it's on my list here. He- I'm pretty sure he has something to do with one of the FiveL movies. Yeah. It's like... Spielberg, please stop. And he's got a musical coming out next year. He's doing the West Side Story remake.
1: Which uh, I'm totally looking forward to because I I do like West Side Story.
0: I'm guessing that genre Um, will be the last tick of his box.
1: Yeah, yeah, because he's not not that musical.
0: Unless he makes a rom-com or a foreign movie.
1: Yeah. I don't think he'll make a foreign movie, to be fair. yeah uh, but, but, um... I,
0: I'd go as far to say Spielberg is my favourite director of all time. And I know that's a cliche thing, but... He's just really can, good.
1: You, I think you can say he's the best. Like, oh, yeah. I, and people go, oh, he he makes the kind of popcorn films, but...
0: I was like, but, so what? I love popcorn films.
1: Because you, you can say Christopher Nolan is one of the best directors, but he, he films a Christopher Nolan film. Um, even even like directors like Stanley Kubrick, he has a dif- like definitive style. But with Spielberg, where he's so diverse, he doesn't have um, a, a strict style that he, he kind of maintains throughout. Uh, it's, that, it's that kind of diversity and the success from 1975 to... Now, kind of shows how good he is and how good he, he's kind of adapted to the modern film. Because you you go from uh, Jaws to Ready Player One, it's a massive difference in scale mm. and how you film. Um, it's yeah, it's 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 brilliant, and I I can't think of many directors that have maintained that success and maintained the quality that Spielberg has. And he has also shaped the blockbuster to uh, to what it is now, so the film as a whole has a lot to thank and and, uh, and a lot of modern day directors are inspired by um house book films such as J.J. abrams um as a massive inspiration yeah.
0: including ourselves as well with our sitcom right and we've just done a we've just written an episode which is all based on a yeah it's all taken influence from Spielberg films.
1: Yeah. Uh, you, you, you kind of, any modern uh, f- films, you can see inklings of Spielberg's touch, um, his kind of idea of magic. And all of his films just ha- have been parodied in multiple mediums. Yeah. Cause I was and-
0: going to say like, you've, I'd never seen Close Encounters of the Third Kind until last night, so I watched it in preparation for this um, podcast. And I felt like I'd seen it before because it's literally referenced in The Simpsons, Family Guy, South Park. Like any cartoon that references movies, Close Encounters is like the main one.
1: And it's the reason why I was hot when I was a kid, because I was playing with a mashed, mashed potato. I was like, oh, let's make a hill. <laughs> make Mountain. a monument
0: in Wyoming. Like...
1: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it, Spielberg has kind of transcended generations, and um, you know, f- films like uh, E.T., Indiana Jones, Jurassic Park, they've kind of kids still watching them now, and they're, they're still, they still have that magical element. Um, yeah, his his films are fantastic, and even his grown-up films such as Lincoln and um, Schindler's List, uh, Empire, of The Sun. They're, they they they're also quite hard-hitting as well. So he can he can do it all. He and he can do no wrong.
0: And he has done it all. it's I... just <laughs> say that. And even his films that he's produced are quite good as well, because he has his. He definitely has his fingers in a lot of pies over in Hollywood, and like, he apparently he basically like ghost directed Poltergeist, didn't he? Because he wasn't allowed yeah. to make it because he had a obligation to do Temple of Doom. Yeah, and then um, he also produced one of our all-time favourites films as well, which was uh, the Goonies.
1: Yeah, he's 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 had so many fingers in pies, and you know films like the Goonies and. Um, Part guys, you can you can see that the Spielberg touch. Even when he produces a film, you can st- still see um, Spielberg kind of filtering through the the film. So even even when he's not officially directing, there's there's still a bit of Spielberg in films he has a producing credit on. Um, so Goody's is one of my favorite films of all time, um, and it's it's very Spielbergian. Um, I guess you can say. So yeah he he is he is a one of a kind director.
0: I'm just looking at his like producer credits now and it's like the Transformers movies I mean they are a lot of trash but you can definitely see his influence on the first one especially uh the later Jurassic Park films which we don't really talk about uh I suppose Jurassic Park's his baby, isn't it? It's just loads of there's hundred and ninety six films on his producer credits. I am not going to go through every single one of them, but it's a lot of like I want to say like indie stuff as well.
1: Yeah, um, I, I think I think probably in his later years, he's probably going to try and tackle kind of more indie stuff. You usually see it with a lot of big producers, they they produce big credits, but they also try and find smaller films. They they try and pick up. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. If, if, if Spielberg finds a Stanley film that he really likes, having his name attached to it will make um, it popular,
0: and a lot of people will go and see it.
1: Yeah, so. so
0: I fall victim to that anytime. As Soon as I see Spielberg's name on something, I will try and get my hands on it or go to a cinema to go and see it. Even because I I always thought he directed the Goonies. It wasn't till I was about eighteen at uni when I Richard saw it with uh, Richard Donner, who did the Superman yeah. films.
1: He did indeed, he did indeed. But uh, um, I
0: think we should get on to before we get on to talking about what our favourite Spielberg films are. What is your least favourite Spielberg film?
1: Oh, um see, I could be the kind of the the kind of going with the crowd, but you're probably worth like India, Indiana Jones four. Um, the Lost World, Jurassic Park. Jurassic, um, uh,
0: Jurassic Park, Lost World is my least favourite, and I don't want to sound controversial here, but I actually quite like Kingdom of the Crystal School.
1: See, so do I. <laughs> like, I, there's, but if if you put it up to uh, Spielberg's other films, there's there, there's a lot there's a lot of big hitters, um, and the, India Indiana Jones Four seems like a Bit of a misstep on quality. Like it it, it, it is still a fun film to watch, but, um, but yeah, I, I probably would have put the Lost World, Jurassic Park. Uh, there, there is moments where, um, there's some, like the, the the T-Rex scene when they're in the bus. Oh
0: yeah, that bit's um,
1: really cool. That's a really cool scene, but yeah, that, that's probably his weakest misstep, and he doesn't really do sequels unless it's Indiana Jones. Um, so. I was surprised that they brought him back for the sequel because there was no there was no need to make a sequel after Jurassic Park.
0: Oh no. It's the same with Jaws as well.
1: Oh yeah. I mean but
0: Jaws we... Two isn't a bad film. It's what Jaws One <laughs> would have been if it was directed by any other director.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Um but e even even saying lost world well, Dr to park is his worst film it's not a bad it's not bad film, films or, by like, any
0: means I, I
1: can i can still watch it and enjoy it um but if if you kind of go through his catalog of films um the the those two sequels seem to kind of be quite glaringly the worst
0: yeah you um, can tell he was just there for the money i think yeah, and, uh, I think but... the second one only happened because like the studio forced Michael Crichton, is he called, to write this. Yeah, sequel.
1: it's probably why Spielberg did actually jump on because it had the writing credit of Michael Crichton. But he and he's he done the
0: same thing see. with Ready Player Two, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, I'm, but I'm not sure if he'll direct that or not because he he said it was uh, Ready Player One was one of the hardest films he's ever directed because of the amount of CGI and and all of that. Because um, he, he he did say he would never return back to the water, because of the kind of how how many times the the robot shark broke in Jaws, um, and yeah he did say that Ready Player One was difficult to difficult to to, to direct. So it would be quite nice to see if there was like a a new director taking who, who on Ready would you Player want, Two. If you could
0: pick anyone, who would you have to direct Ready Player Two?
1: I? Don't, I I don't actually know, uh, like, but I would like it to be because uh, a new director that's taken on, like a like an indie director. You know how um, Kong Skull Island took on, I can't remember his name now.
0: Jordan um, or Justin invite Roberts, as he's called.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's have like a little kind of protege of uh, a, a small time director taken on. A massive project because it can work.
0: Yeah, because I suppose um, they've got an vision, co- haven't they?
1: Kong-Song. Yeah, it's like Kong's Song wasn't great, but there was there was some sort of scope there because I don't think it was just the directing that was the issue. I think it was just a, a parts a bit dull. But um, I, I I would look to to have small-time directors. Um, yeah. Don't take an established director. Because you know, sometimes an established director will, will put their spin on it, but it will kind of look a bit too samey compared to the current-day blockbusters. So having a, a fresh a fresh direction, a fresh voice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, do you have any ideas of who should direct?
0: I would give it to the director of Shazam. Shazam. I can't remember what his name is, though. Uh, his name literally <laughs> just escaped me. But um I think he, he's he's a horror director normally. And uh, I've Oh seen do you know what? <laughs> horror directors tend to have like the best vision for films. David F. Sandberg. I, I actually got the guy. confused.
1: I, I thought you meant the uh the the movie Kazam featuring Shaq. No, as no 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 no
0: no no <laughs> No Shazam was a uh, one of the new D C films that came out last year.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, 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 it kind of clicked. Um, yeah, I, I think horror directors, um, that's probably the best place to look to be fair, because they seem to be, you know, because horror has a lot of um, room to be free, and they can kind of scope their own image. Like uh, the, 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 the director behind Sinister and Doctor Strange would be a good one as well.
0: Scott Derrickson.
1: Um, yeah, I, I I like his kind of directing style, and I think he w- he would be pretty good. Um, his well, he's just um, uh, yeah, he's not doing Doctor Strange two anymore. I think he was kicked off that because of creative yeah uh, creative issues. Yeah, differences. Um, so you know, um, or Miller and Lord uh, kind of. Yeah, they'd be Anything good. They Another safe
0: bet I think would be James Gunn. His gold. But
1: uh James Gunn would be good, but I feel like he's got too much for this plot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but uh anyway, I think we should uh move on to talking about the best Spielberg film. Do you have any honorable mentions because I wrote a top 5 and it was really hard to write because every film I've loved, I've enjoyed of every film I've seen of his I've enjoyed. And there are some That's big a... hitters in my honorable mentions.
1: Yeah, and I've I've got like a an outsider for my kind of number five, but um, Hook, I Hook is um a big honourable mention because it was my childhood film.
0: Do you see? I thought um, that would have been wasn't... in your top five as a little curveball.
1: Yeah, well, I I do I do have a slight curveball in my top five, but um, yeah, Hook is a big childhood film. It wasn't liked by the critics, but it's Robin Williams. It's a really long film. I didn't realise how long it was. Yeah, we were
0: discussing recently that we thought it was like an hour and a half. When we saw it on Netflix, it was like approaching three hours.
1: Yeah, I was like, geez, like, I I, as a kid, I guess time doesn't just. You're not aware of time as a concept. But, yeah. um.
0: I, I guess that's why I'm, it makes it such a good film for us, though, if we enjoy it that much. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. What else um, in your honorable mentions?
1: So, I, 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 placed encounters as, as in Encounters is in the honourable mentions. Um, again, it's a film I love, but uh, I've, got, I've got nothing bad to say about it. To be fair, but it's it, it is an iconic film. You know that, that do 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 and play with your mashed potato. It's been parodied loads. Um, it's a it's a brilliant film, and even to this day, it's it's still got that kind of magical element. I, I love space and aliens and encounters, but not good enough for my top five, though. So
0: <laughs> fair enough. Any others?
1: Um, I I could mention many others, but I'll just be going down Spielberg's filmography. So yeah. do, you, do you have
0: any? On mine, I've got Saving Private Ryan.
1: Yeah, but that's not that's not my top five.
0: Raiders of the Lost Ark.
1: No, that's not even my top five.
0: <laughs> Ready Player One.
1: Yep, that's not my top five either, but it's an honourable mention. Got,
0: and then Schindler's List, Close Encounters and E.T. Okay,
1: some of those are. So uh... So
0: when I have said there's some big hitters that didn't make it in. So that, yeah, those are. I'm not necessarily saying I don't enjoy them, I just didn't like these as much as others. And Close Encounters, like I said, I only watched this last night. Yeah. So I'm still sort of digesting it, but it was a really good film, I really liked it
1: yeah i i yeah i completely agree it's, it is a brilliant film and and all the films you mentioned are are brilliant films and you know if they were if if those films were in the top five i i wouldn't disagree it's, it's just I, I like every again,
0: single one i only watched e t last year as well for the first time
1: yeah and i guess some some of the films that are on my list i've watched as a child and you know they they hold a special a, a special place in my life. Because they're the sort of films that you watch as a child and they kind of inspire you to make films, watch films, study films. So, you know, it's yeah. film, I was laughing films. with my brother
0: last night watching it and I was just like, oh, I recognise that alien moving before because you know when it's all kind of like contorting itself to get out the door and I was like, oh, it's Theresa May dancing. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, and I, I, bring, I think that's I bring you ju-
0: the alien itself.
1: <laughs> yeah, poor alien.
0: <laughs> but uh, anyway, I would like to hear your top five before I say mine. Yeah.
1: So should we just say that the entire top five?
0: Yeah, because normally our top fives tend to be a bit similar. So if we say them all together.
1: Yeah, and then we we'll just talk about the films. But yeah. so yeah, in in number five, which is a bit of my, a bit of a curveball, um, it's great except for the ending. It's War of the Worlds.
0: Uh, you see I, I love that film and my issue with it is the middle bit sort of falls a bit flat but we'll we'll talk about that in yeah, a
1: And then number four is E T. Num number three, Jaws. Number two, Jurassic Park and number one, Indiana Jones The Last Crusade.
0: Ah. Interesting top five. I like yeah, that. Yeah. So, mine, I actually have a joint first. What? <gasps> so, the rules. I know. So, mine starts at number four, which is a really underrated Spielberg film, and not a lot of people talk about it. It's Munich.
1: Uh, very good. Very good. Uh,
0: with Eric Banner, Daniel Craig. I think it came out 2005,
1: 2006. 2005, I think, yeah. yeah
0: number three is Bridge of Spies.
1: Ooh, cracking film.
0: Number two, I've got The Last Crusade. Yeah. And then my joint first is Jurassic Park's Last Jaws.
1: Yeah, I'd, uh, I, I can't disagree. Um,
0: I wanted to put know. Band of Brothers there, though.
1: Well, yeah, because well, did he direct any of the episodes, though? No, just... but
0: he was, like, executive producer, and so was Tom Hanks. But just before we get into our top five, I, I watched that at school when I was doing GCSE History. Because everyone else was watching Saving Private Ryan as part of the module. And for me, Saving Private Ryan is a great film. But it loses me a bit in the middle. It is a bit too long. But Saving Private Ryan is that film you watch during GCSE history and it becomes every lad's favourite film.
1: Yeah, to be fair, with Saving Private Ryan, people just mentioned the first 5-10 minutes, which it is a fantastic five, first 5-10 oh, minutes. yeah, five, it's, the, it's minute. not like
0: the first half hour, really.
1: Yeah, and then kind of people... After that, people were kind of like, oh yeah, and then some stuff happens with Finn Diesel and Matt Damon. Um, so, yeah, it, it, again, it is, it is, it is a, it's a brilliant film, but I don't, but I don't when think... When everyone was hard. watching
0: Saving Private Ryan, I was watching Band of Brothers
1: which is the perfect it's just TV phenomenal. show.
0: It's the best TV series of all time.
1: Yeah, it's it's my favourite TV show of all time. Like, I, yeah. I, 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 try, I try and watch it once every year or every two years. and I, I still cry to, at I the just end. know I'm
0: just going to end up crying like a baby when they're playing baseball <laughs> at the end together.
1: Oh, don't. Oh, it's, it it's, makes
0: it's... me well up thinking about it and the music as well. But just <laughs> uh, so we're not crying, yeah. just so we're not <laughs> letting everybody hear us crying um we'll go back to our top five
1: yes so uh my number five of all the worlds um i just think it's 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 a brilliant it's a brilliant 9-11 allegory that scene where the tripod comes up and you see um all the people kind of run away from the smoke you can see the the, it's pretty much shot for shot from the archive footage of 9-11 and I, I I think how they deal with the, the the family and Tom Cruise is um, brilliant in the film. Tom um, Cruise, I think, he's just how... everything. Yeah, he, he is. I've like, never not the, enjoyed a
0: performance of his. The film could be bad and I'll just be like, hey, Tom Cruise is still good in it though.
1: Yeah, and the, 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 Tom, Tom Cruise gets a lot of slack, but he, he in every role he puts in 110% and you can see that kind of in the film. Um, and I think that the the design of the tripods um, and just some of the scenes are just fantastic. I just I just have issue at the end. Um, a bit of a spoiler alert, but the, <laughs> Tom Cruise kind of goes to um, his their, their grandparents and everyone's alive. I'm like, oh,
0: like, you see, I thought you were going to definitely... I thought you were going to say that you didn't like how the aliens die. So I'm quite I'm I've always agreed on that. It's just like everything is destroyed up until they get to that house. And the question is, why yeah. have they not left that house when the armies come through and cleared <laughs> all the cities?
1: Yeah, and the, the, I, you know, I, I do have an issue with the ending. And if you actually watching the original War of the Worlds, my, my issue with the original War of the Worlds is that it does end quite abruptly, and then it has a religious allegory at the end, and it's 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 weird. But um, but apart from the ending, I I I, I think the the film is is brilliant. It's fantastic. It it kind of is that 9-11 allegory of um, foreign uh, influence coming in. I think if
0: you're going by film studies term, Jason, fear of the unknown.
1: Fear of the unknown, yeah. It's been a while.
0: (laughs) But uh, But, uh, no, I I love that film. I think the ending has to be there, though, because it's so relentlessly bleak throughout. You do need that one moment of clarity right at the end. Yeah,
1: but you know I me, mean, I, I do like a, you do a like middles. You
0: like you like main characters dying.
1: Yeah, I do, and I like I, I, I didn't want Tom Cruise to die, but one of the kids at least.
0: <laughs> his son, his son was annoying. He puts them at risk so much through that film. I'd have killed yeah, myself.
1: Him he literally runs towards a tripod. He should be dead. The grandparents should be dead. They're slow. They they can't run. Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: I I do remember but, though yeah. that film. It was like massive when it came out at the cinema. It must have been two thousand and five. Yeah. And my dad took me to go and see it at the cinema. And he was like, just you go and I'll take you to go and see it as long as you don't get scared because it has said in the reviews it's not it was a twelve A but kids probably shouldn't go and see it. Yeah. And goodness me, it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> and I yeah. find that with a lot of Spielberg films that I watch when I'm younger, uh, they just scared me initially. And yeah, uh, I've grown to love them, but that bit in the cellar was just horrifying when the aliens came down when I was little. I just remember like just leaning into my dad, just slowly, but trying not to um, let him know that I was scared. And then I just couldn't sleep at night. we were on holiday in the middle of a farm as well, so it was pitch black. And I know someone whose school took that, he was in year six or something like that, and they took him on a school trip to go and see it. <laughs> I was year like, six. that must have it been it the it most terrifying school trip of my, their entire life. Oh,
1: but it, I, I think it's one of,
0: sort
1: of his best films because oh, yeah. it's there is some flaws to it but I, I think it's a, a very underrated film.
0: It it's Spielberg um, does tension so well though.
1: He does. Like when yeah. the
0: tripod's coming out of the ground it's like I'm always on the edge of my seat. It was on TV a couple of weeks ago. And it's just like I was just transfixed watching it, still like I was when I was eleven years old watching it.
1: Yeah, and he, he also does scale well uh, as well as like if you look at um, films like Close Encounters, the the, the the spaceship, it's very overwhelming. The tripods, there, uh, he, he does scope and scale very well. Um, the, the the size of the problem is is well kind of. Portrayed on the screen, Um, it's just a brilliant film, and any time it gets brought up in conversation, I always have to kind of bat for it, defend it, and say, "Yeah, you know, I think it's tarnished because it does have Tom Cruise as the lead, and it's seen as a schlumpy blockbuster." But yeah, it was was probably coming off
0: the back of Minority Report, though, which also is a Spielberg film with Tom Cruise in.
1: Yeah, and Minority Report that gets a bit more praise. I guess that's just the type of film. But I I, I guess War of the Worlds was lumped in as a big blockbuster where it's a bit more, it has a bit more of a subtext. It has a bit yeah. more of a metaphor behind it. But
0: You said you, you know, like the scale Spielberg does. I always like the sound in his films as well.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, th- the end.
0: The tri pod sound that it does is absolutely terrifying and it sticks with me now, like it did back then. And it's just kind of like you go back to Close Encounters as well. Like there's always something in these films that you remember. Last night, me and my brother were walking around the house, just doing the, do 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 this noise, like to each other.
1: And it, and, it, and it is kind of simplicity. You can look at the, you have to kind of thank like John Williams and stuff like this. But kind of the Jaws theme tune, um, the the tripod sound, the the music in Close Encounters. It's just it's very simple tones, but how they're played throughout the film and how they're used in the scenes. It can either be terrifying or magical. Um, So, yeah, sound and music in Spielberg films is as crucial as the the visual uh, Mm. on on the screen. So I'm
0: going to go on to my number five, or number four, actually, because of my joint uh, joint first. Uh, Mine is Munich, which is about the... Israeli Secret Service. Um, After the Olympics, I think, I want to say 1972. Yeah, When one of the teams was kidnapped by terrorists and they were killed at an airport. And then it's about the Israeli Secret Service sending a team of uh, agents to go and take out the terrorists one by one. And it's such an exhausting film to watch because it's just kind of... And it's filmed like an old 70s spy movie as well. Like a lot of the yeah. cinematography where there'll be like the villain will be on screen and they'll walk away and then it just zooms in on like one of the protagonists who'll just be staring at him. And that reminds me a lot of like those old kind of timey spy movies like Espionage Thrillers. Yeah. And it's a very slow moving film but that's what I like about it. Cause, uh but spoiler alert, there isn't much of a payoff because they don't succeed in the end. It's just kind of like oh. Like a basically a hydra's head because these are all terrorist leaders and it's just kind of like they kill one bad guy and then literally within months there's like another bad guy in his place and it's just like so repetitive for the, the characters in it that uh, okay. they just have to keep doing it and it's just a great film like the tension's unbearable in it in some because it's just kind of like are they going to get to kill these people or are they going to fail and get caught and stuff like that and Goodness me, I just remember buying it just because I had like a tenor on me and it was like three films for £9 at HMV and I was like, oh, that film looks interesting. So I bought it and I was like, it kind of showed me that Spielberg films aren't just always for children. Yeah. And it was like my introduction yeah. to like the more adult world of Steven Spielberg, which is just really cool. And Eric Banner's great in it. Uh Daniel Craig's really, it was his role just before Bond, I think. It must have been, yeah. yeah. And like yeah. Kieran Hines, the whole cast is just great, and it's like you've seen everyone in it, and yeah, it's just so good. I love it, and not enough people talk about it.
1: Yeah, it's one of the, the less than known Spielberg films, um, probably because of the, the the slow pacing and the lack of the payoff and the 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 content. You know, it's a quite a horrifying like tragedy. Um, and not not much spoken about it. Like I I wasn't aware it happened until Spielberg made the film. To be fair, no,
0: I'd never heard of it. And then I was like, oh, this looks really good. And my mum and my dad were like, oh, is that about the yeah uh, Olympics disaster? And I was like, what are you on about? And I was like, they were like, oh, it's it's based on a, an actual story. This actually happened. And they just they were telling me they remembered watching it happen on the news and stuff like that. And I was like, that's really cool,ing but in like a a really morbid way. Yeah.
1: It kind of it makes the film you're watching kind of more real. I know it is. I know it is real, but because you you have you've had your parents kind of experience it on TV when they were younger. Um, yeah, I can I can see that. Um, it's like
0: one of those films. Like when it's violent, it is quite violent. There's a couple of shocking moments in. I'm not I'm not gonna say because um, the spoilers and stuff like that. And if it's not a well-known people, I want if it's not a well-known film, I want people to go and watch it. Yeah, but uh, that, that's all I have to say about it. It's, even though, like, the music's so tense and stuff like that, and uh, quite a few of the characters in it have never killed people before. So I think they they hire a toy maker to build bombs and stuff like that. So like a couple of times, stuff goes wrong with the bombs, and like a few of them are a bit uh, on the fence about actually having to kill people, even though you know they should be killed because they've committed these awful uh, crimes. Yeah. But but yeah, that's all I'm gonna say about it and we shall move on to your number four.
1: Well, my number four is E. T. which is kind of the quintessential Spielberg film. Um, if you ever kind of look at the, the, the Spielbergian tone and style, uh E. T. is that magical adventure. Um, you know, E. T.'s been parodied throughout uh the decades. Um it is a brilliant film. It's just uh, a wholesome film. Um, it's funny. It has a lot of swear words in it. I didn't realise. It, it has I'm my favourite
0: insult of all time.
1: Is that, uh, it's
0: a uh, little sister causing penis breath.
1: Penis breath. I said I was talking about like dick but talking, yeah, but <laughs> breath. But <laughs> um, yeah, penis breath. Yeah, has a, has a young Drew Barrymore, um, and it, it just has that great John Williams ET theme. Um, has a lot of kind of iconic scenes. Um, has uh, a great universal ride <laughs> when you're riding on a, on a bicycle. Um, yeah, I I, I don't want to talk about it too much because I feel like it's been talked to from kind of to to death by everyone. But it, it is that iconic Spielberg film. Um, it's just a good feeling warm that that warm feeling when you watch a film Uh, you can show to kids and you can show to your grandparents and you can show to anyone and they'll enjoy it um i know you i know you've recently just watched it and even Uh, uh, it was magical for me i
0: I was 25 years old and i watched (laughs) it for the first time and i was just like i would love to have watched this as a kid
1: yeah and and, you know it's it's one of those films that if I ever have children, it'll be that list to show them because it is it is a fantastic film and, and it's weird because E.T. the design of it is really creepy and uh, it's it's if I don't think it would have been designed like that today, it would have been a bit more cute, a kind of cutesy uh, and have a more bit of a childlike voice. But you know, E.T. was voiced by a heavily smoker. 40 year old woman, and
0: I was gonna say, he he does sound like Deirdre Barlow from Coronation Street.
1: Yeah, and E.T. looks like a kind of a ball bag, but you know, (laughs) somehow it worked, and I think that's got something to do with Spoolbug's direction and style and John Williams theme. But yeah, it's it's a brilliant film, it's iconic. There's not much I can say about that.
0: There's always the bit on the bike's just great, isn't it?
1: Yeah, does it ever explain?
0: how that
1: happens i think it's just Et's magic finger he's got some magic (laughs) interesting we don't we don't don't need to nitpick
0: (laughs) no and i've just always just because when i was watching it i was like how has the bikes done that and it's just why does everyone else's bikes do that? (laughs) i I also like how cool they are about it imagine that happening to you it's like if that happened to me I i would have fallen off
1: yeah, I'm, I'm petrified of heights. Like that's terrifying. E.T. Please don't do that.
0: But yeah, there's definitely some like E.T. references. Like when I watched Stranger Things season one, and I was like, they're getting chased after, getting chased by like the feds on the bikes. And I was like, huh? Oh no, this is uh, referencing.
1: <laughs> well, Stranger Things is basically Spielberg, the TV show. <laughs>
0: oh, absolutely. So uh, my number three is another espionage. A thriller. Uh, Bridge of Spies which is uh, about a man who is arrested during the Cold War and they the American government believes he is a a Russian spy and yeah. it's just kind of like, again I'm not going to spoil it because this is a great film and there's some reveals like fairly, like straight off the bat and that's, a lot of things about Spielberg films is you get into stuff straight away yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of waiting about, with the, the only exception is Jurassic Park, I think. But uh, I'll yeah, get to that in a bit because uh, Jurassic Park and yeah. Jaws, I, I have quite a bit to say about that. But yeah, um, <laughs> the performances in Bridge of Spies are just great. Tom Hanks and Mark Rylands are just incredible. They uh, riff off one another great. There's great chemistry on screen. And it's just kind of like throughout, you just want him to be potentially this good guy. Yeah, like you don't want to see this guy come to any harm just because of how gentle Mark Rylance is. He he kind of comes across as this like gentle old man, but could be this Soviet monster behind the scenes. And it's one of those ones where it's just kind of like I hate when you potentially sympathise with a villain. Stuff yeah. like that.
1: It's it's kind of like that kind of not knowing. And Mark Mark Rylance is is fantastic. And it he kind of put Mark Rylance on the radar. For I've not heard of much of the stuff he did previously but you know it, now if I, if I see something that Mark Rylance is in I have kind of get out of my way to watch it yeah he's yeah, yeah, great it's...
0: in Ready Player 1 he's only in that film for about 10 15 minutes but those 10 15 minutes you just watching I, I, him I put...
1: it's brilliant um
0: and that says something and... about Mark Rylance to be on the screen same screen as Tom Hanks and he's the one you're watching
1: yeah uh, Tom Hanks is great as well but yeah Mark Rylance was the one who won the Oscar Oscar for it didn't he?
0: He did yeah and I felt really sorry because he was nominated the same award best actor award as Mark Ruffalo who was nominated for Spotlight the same year and when they announced the best actor award he almost Mark Ruffalo almost stood up because he said Mark Uh, like that and I was uh, like "Uh, I'd have been happy if any of those two would have won but I think deservedly it went to Mark Rylance
1: yeah, so again, it's it's, a, it's another fantastic tension espionage film and it does show the diversity that Spielberg can can tackle kind of again that kind of uh, uh, that, it's based that, again that, based that, on a true story um, a
0: lot of my Spielberg yeah. until the last three on this list are uh, all based on true events I'm not sure how like <laughs> true they keep to the stories of it
1: yeah, there's there's probably some some creative liberties, just like any film, but but
0: it um, sure as hell pleases me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, should should we move on to. Uh, we'll, well, we'll do our the next Air three Jones films, Fury.
0: they're all the same, aren't they?
1: Yeah, we we'll, we we'll do Indiana Jones three uh, next, which I to be the that, that's my favourite Spielberg film, because it's that near perfect film. Um, to me you know it, it's it has that magical adventure it's funny the, the action's great the chemistry between the two main actors sean connery and harrison is amazing the, the whole story of finding the holy grail is is brilliant and i i quote you've chosen poorly uh, I, like on a
0: daily basis so... i must do that as well i do it at work when um, people come in and I I work in a cafe and sometimes people just come in and just order beans on toast and it's like nearly a fiver. And I'm just like, you've chosen poorly. You could easily make that home for yourself for Uh,
1: £1.50. To be fair, like, Indiana Jones as a trilogy um, is the kind of almost perfect trilogy. It's the perfect Um,
0: films to watch at the weekend or on a Friday night with your family, I think.
1: Oh, it is indeed. You know, the first one's great. Um, the second one's great, but the the third one to me just steps up a bit. It just yeah, it's it's just it's a it's more of an adventure. Um, Nazis are the bad guys, which is always good. Um, yeah, it's, and it's, they it's still out these just... days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it is. A, said it's, it's that near perfect film. Like um, kind I've of capped off a trilogy, and it stopped there. It's done.
0: The- <laughs> <laughs> I do remember when I went, I went to go and buy the box set, and I was I was trying to find one with just the three in. <laughs> yeah, but you know I had I to, do to do with the fourth one. Which again, I, I don't mind the fourth one, but uh, the third. It, I think it was the first one that I watched, and it's the same theme with Spielberg films. Every Spielberg film I watched as a kid just scared me. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's just kind of like thinking about. It. I don't know how I grew to love him when most of his films were creeping me out. 'Cause the bit when he drinks the water at the end out of when he chose poorly and he, he just dissolves. Sca- again, just scared me so much when I was little and I was like, Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> How is this a children's film? But, uh, but yeah, it's but just that, great the music for Indiana Jones has got to be one of the most iconic themes of all time.
1: It's just uh it's Joel Williams again, like he's he can do no wrong.
0: No, not at all. I. It always makes me laugh though watching that film when they're on the motorbike in the middle of Germany, and there's just a signpost for Austria or Venice. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, <laughs> now I've been to Germany, and I've been to Berlin, and oh no, they're in Austria, aren't they? And it's Berlin or Venice. And I was like, yeah, I well, saw a sign that said right. Venice or Austria or France or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a ex machina sticker sign there.
0: Oh yeah, it's definitely there because the script demanded it, and I've always felt yeah. sorry for the guy whose car's broken down. And they Just <laughs> rob it, and they just they just leave this old man in the middle of nowhere.
1: <laughs> and it it does have like one of the, the funniest scenes ever in film. It's the when he punches the Nazi out the window, and, he, and the car <laughs> no goes ticket. No, no, no ticket, no <laughs> ticket. Oh, ticket! That's, that's gonna ticket. be me
0: when people walk into work with no masks now.
1: <laughs> no mask <laughs>
0: <laughs> no i've always loved that bit Um i'm pretty sure the villain in it is in game of thrones donovan i would say spoiler Jesus. alert but if you this film came out in like 1988 so if you haven't seen it by now yeah i've also yeah, i, I think... also one of the bits i absolutely love in that film is when um they're trying to escape on the when they're tied to the chair and they just keep spinning round in the fireplace and that woman smiles at them and just screams alarm
1: it's it's just stuff like that it, it, it is it always brings a smile to my face um and it's the, it's the film I always go back to um and and the other two films to be fair we will we about to mention yeah which right. i no i perfect. went
0: to a for a birthday present a couple of years ago i got uh, tickets to see an orchestra play along live with Raiders of the Lost Ark
1: oh no, that sounds great and it
0: was really cool it was so enjoyable, but uh, <laughs> i was trying to think one bit now. It's just escaped my mind, and it's gonna it's gonna really annoy me. There was one bit I was trying to think. Oh, I love that bit, and it's gone. But uh, it's still the way in, the,
1: in the plane, and he shoots the fin. No,
0: nope. <laughs> it's gonna really it, annoy me. I do love that bit, and I also, I love the three tasks bit he has to do as well.
1: Oh yeah, the leap of faith uh, and the leap of the faith the always makes palm, my
0: palms sweaty yeah. when I see that bit. My knees. Yeah, the apart. path of God. What I was, th- yeah, I remember what I was thinking. The downside to that film is Harrison Ford's Scottish accent. Oh yeah, like, I've come to that's- see your tapestries.
1: <laughs> but but that that that's kind of funny though. That's the kind of like Dick Van Dyke. Yeah,
0: yeah it's yeah, obviously yeah. like that on purpose, yeah. isn't it? But um, yeah, I just loved it. He's like, and if you are a Scottish lord, then I am Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. It's just great. I'm- right uh River Phoenix in that film as well was a really good young Indiana Jones
1: Yeah yeah fantastic it, it, it's just again it's that near perfect film um that a lot of people was as, as aspire to but i think that is the peak of the uh, Indiana Jones franchise Yeah and who do you prefer
0: in- as a character Han Solo or Indiana Jones
1: uh, Indiana Jones for me Oh absolutely um I I I I, never, I was never a huge fan of Han Solo anyway I was I was more of a um, Luke or Leia. Well,
0: fan. You know, I'm team Solo all the way because I have to be, you know, repping from working on Solo in 2017. <laughs> well, let, let, let's
1: move on to uh... yes.
0: Um, so our next two we've both got um, Jurassic Park and Jaws. In these. Yes. Yeah, so let,
1: let's let's talk about Jaws. Uh... Which is it's
0: just so good again i watched that in preparation for this because i've not watched it for a long time and my god what a great film that is
1: yeah it's, it is a it is a brilliant film uh the f- first blockbuster um it's, it's it's just great the the, I... the character is great
0: we've gone on about tension and i think george <laughs> is the tensest film i've ever seen
1: yeah. And it's it's that simple kind of simple theme just da da da. Perfect. Genius.
0: Genius.
1: Genius. And,
0: yeah, I was I I was saying this to my brother cuz I was when I was writing my list, and I was like well, what what you prefer Jurassic Park or Jaws? And it was really hard to kind of distinguish, but I was just like Jaws kind of slightly edges it out because with Jurassic Park, you always know where the dinosaurs are, they're on the island, which is small, so you know they're going to turn up. Uh, at some point but with it being in the sea you just never know when the shark is actually going to turn up and that's what makes it a scarier film i think yeah yeah the characters are all great and what me my brother said to me like what he liked about the film is none of the dialogue feels forced all the conversations that the characters have all feel genuine
1: but that 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 scene when they 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 talk about their injuries to so the Indianapolis uh, UHS or uh, USS Indianapolis, um, you know that that feels genuine and uh, that that monologue. Um, it was
0: improv that scene, wasn't it? What's that? Sorry. That scene was improvised by Robert Shaw, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I, I I I think he was given a general framework, but then he was like, you know, you're just stranded at sea, and then he kind of riffed on it.
0: Yeah. What a moment! But yeah, the whole cast is great. I think my least favorite character is um Roy Schreider. but he's still good in it because he's he's basically the audience character. He's, an, and he's how we would react to everything.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh, and. But yeah, it's 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 just again, it's that almost near perfect film. Um, it's tension from start to finish. The characters are great. The music is great. Um. And there, there is also some scary bits. So you know, a kid gets killed.
0: Yeah, I was. We were talking tonight on PlayStation. It's just like there's the rule where you can only either have a dog or a child die in the film, and Jaws has both. So he was That's he good. was breaking barriers before barriers were even made in that film.
1: Yeah, but, but uh, uh, yeah,
0: I, I watched that when I, I must have been six years old. And my oh. my da- we rented it from Blockbuster on video. And my dad was just like, because this is a scary film. And it was like, it scared everyone when it came out. I'm going to fast forward some bits because you will you will be scared. And um, the bit he fast forwarded was the bit where the he- Hooper in goes the head. in the water. It was the head. And the head pops out, but the tracking marks didn't cover the screen. They just went to the top and bottom. So I just the saw head. that bit, but like five times as fast. And, yeah, um, I was I was scared watching it. And after we watched the film, I was absolutely petrified. And my dad took me around the house and I was like, oh, I'm scared of the shark. And he was like, no shark in here. Because I was like, when you look at a bath plug hole and a sink plug hole, it's black like the great white's eyes. Yeah. And he was like, there's no shark in there. There's nothing to be scared about. And he showed me the bath. He's like, no shark in there either. Then he opens the bathroom cupboard with all the towels. And he was like, but there's a shark in there. And then he pushed me into it. Which was the most, it was just the scariest thing that I've ever experienced that. That's uh,
1: that's amazing. <laughs>
0: yeah. And every time I tell that story, my dad just pisses himself laughing.
1: <laughs> it's brilliant. I love it. I love your parents. Yeah, I think
0: the best performance in that is Robert Shaw, though. And what an introduction to his character as well.
1: Oh, absolutely. He
0: just screeches his hand down the black boy. He's like, I'll kill this shark for you.
1: Um, and again, it's a film that's been parodied from *Pirates of the Post*.
0: So, yeah, it's well, a... another one of the unfortunate Spielberg films where it's just like so perfect, and then it has a franchise that just shits on it.
1: Yeah, but we don't we, we don't talk about that.
0: Have Have you seen any of the other Jaws films? though?
1: I have seen Jaws two and just bits of Jaws four. The The, the Revenge. Is that um, one with the uh,
0: shark has a telepathic. Communication with the wife of the guy from the first one.
1: Yeah, it's the one, yeah, the with Michael Kane.
0: <laughs> it's weird because Jaws 1 has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, I think. And Jaws 4 has zero.
1: <laughs> you love to see it.
0: I love that bookend. <laughs> Where there's just absolute perfection and then just the worst of the worst. I love it.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised that hasn't been rebooted, to be fair. You can probably do a good. Reboot. If it Not... does
0: get rebooted, I, I would protest that. <laughs> yeah,
1: be... I... I'd protest it, but I'm surprised it hasn't been on the cards.
0: I think it's one of those ones like with Robert Zemeckis where they can't reboot, they can't remake any of his films until he dies. Yeah, I <laughs> wouldn't be at all surprised. But uh, do we have anything else to say about Jaws?
1: No, we... yeah, it's just perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh,
0: then there's. Jurassic Park.
1: Which I would consider... I know I've, I've said the word perfect a lot, but this is the perfect film. That, Not, for,
0: that, that word's thrown around a lot with Spielberg, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I, like, from... You know, it's, it's a relatively short film, Jurassic Park. I, th- I think so. It feels short when I watch it. Yeah. Um, um But it's just great. The, 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 the story's great. The characters are great. The music are great. The CGI holds up, the practical effects holds up. Um, it's funny. There's 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 a lot of tension. It's scary. It's um, got characters that annoy you, but you've you, there's characters you like, there's characters you hate. I Jurassic Park is that kind of that is that perfect film. I I always hold up to people and say this is in you know if you talk of the greatest films of all time, I would put Jurassic Park in that top ten. Um,
0: yeah, same. It was. What launched my interest in dinosaurs, I watch, I remember being looked after when I was three years old by a friend of the family, and they were like, oh, do you want to watch this film about dinosaurs? I was like, yeah, all right. And another jaw scenario, where everything was fine until it got to the kitchen scene, which was utterly horrifying as a three-year-old boy to watch, but piqued my interest in dinosaurs at a very early age, and... It's just got one of the most memorable scenes ever with the introduction of the Tyrannosaurus Rex.
1: Yeah. It's yeah, just and...
0: perfect. And no other monster in a film has been able to replicate that kind of awesome, sort of terrifying feeling than the T-Rex has.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it's, pra- it's practical and it worked. Um, and there's, there's loads of iconic scenes and quotes, you know, welcome to Jurassic Park.
0: Yeah. Um, uh-uh.
1: The, uh, uh, I didn't say the magic word. You're pre- so preoccupied with whether they, they should or whether they could. Um, you know, it's it, it's just it, it's just a brilliant film, and it is yeah. Quintus Spielberg. Um, and it's the same year he he made Schindler's. So you know, Spielberg had a great year in '93. Um, yeah. It's it's fantastic.
0: It's mad watching it now, and it was like you can start to see the cracks a bit with the cgi but it was made in 1993 yeah and it looks better than most cgi dominated films do now
1: yeah completely agree
0: and um and... what shocks me is that you can pump 200 250 million dollars into justice league and that looks appalling and then you look at this film from 27 years ago and it still looks great, and I think the animatronics as well are incredible. And I think that is what also launched a lot of use of practical effects in films as well. Was uh, a yeah. Jurassic Park?
1: It's absolutely smashing. It's, it's again, it's a very iconic film that has probably inspired a lot of filmmakers um, from now to. Mm-hmm. Create film and you know it's, it's never been replicated. They tried so many times, try sequels and kind of reboots for Jurassic Park franchise. And it just hasn't worked. No, should have just left so, it at number one. Should so just, should have just left it at number one. A perfect film from but a perfect director.
0: The, the one Jurassic Park is when people say, "What film is literally like burnt? What scene from a film is burnt into your retina?" Is the water rippling?
1: Yeah, uh, no. Mine is Jeff Goblin laying on the table <laughs> with, <laughs> with his, his shirt, shirt open, shirt unbuttoned. <laughs> Such a sexy shot.
0: <laughs> it really is. I remember when I was little, I used to find it absolutely hilarious when the lawyer gets viciously ripped apart sat on the toilets.
1: And yeah, like, it's, again, it's it's quite violent for a for a film that is a essentially PG. a family yeah, yeah. A family film. But that that Spielberg, he he can kind of juggle that terror and violence. Uh, with sort of um, magic. Yeah, it, it's it's very it's a very weird balance, but it works. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah,
0: I just thought I always love that opening when you see the Brachiosaurus for the first time and like the music kicks in.
1: It's goosebumps every time.
0: Yeah, I don't think anything is ever going to beat that moment. Perhaps it's... the bit in Lord of the Rings three. Oh. <laughs> but uh, yes, that's for a different podcast.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it is indeed. But yeah, the, Jurassic Park is you know, that that kind of near perfect film.
0: But yeah, going back to what I was saying earlier with Jurassic Park, like, I was saying a lot of Spielberg films get into the action straight away. Yeah, and Jurassic Park, I think you see the dinosaurs fairly quickly, but you don't see like the dinosaur fairly quickly, do you? It's like with the yeah, TS, I, uh... that's not until about an hour into the film. Yeah, I,
1: I guess there has to be some exposition of, well, how does this happen and. Yeah. Uh, the... I think the first half is like, here is the magic that is Jurassic Park, and then the second half is, here is the horror. Like.
0: Yeah. Have you seen the picture of Spielberg sitting against the life model of the Triceratops? Yes. And loads of people genuinely thought it was a man who'd hunted an elephant or something.
1: Yeah, I, I've, I've seen the memes, I've seen the reaction to it. Is There's very just funny. no hope
0: for this world, is there? And I've got a fun yeah. little fact that I found out. Jaws was the reason a lot of people started hunting great white sharks, and that was one of the contributors to uh, putting them on the endangered species list. And Jurassic right. Park also contributed to another species of fish almost going extinct as well. What's Can that? you guess what fish it is?
1: What fish? Yeah. Because
0: it is uh, no. Alejandro's sea bass the Chilean sea bass, when people heard about that, they went and hunted it in the oceans and almost fished it to extinction. Jesus Christ. So Spielberg works a lot of magic and horror on <laughs> the real world.
1: Thanks, Spielberg.
0: <laughs> no. But uh, I think that's all we have to say on Spielberg at the yeah. moment.
1: Yeah, he he ruins the ecosystems of the world, but he makes cracking good What is it Jeff
0: Goldblum told it? The, the Rape of the Natural World?
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. but, uh, yes no, we,
0: we love Spielberg and just we don't want to get a a lawsuit <laughs> on our hands in case he hears this podcast
1: <laughs> I hope he does actually
0: yeah that would that would be great imagine the popularity we'd get the coverage
1: <laughs> well I guess I on that bombshell
0: we must uh, bid, you bid,
1: bid you adieu bid you adieu.
0: Anyway, this has uh, been a fun one to make, so we're going to start re- recording these again.
1: Yeah, apologies for the l- delay. COVID and life gets in the way sometimes, but it does. Li- and, uh, life will find a way. It and... does.
0: Life finds a way for us to re to record to record podcasts once more. And uh, one of our next ones is we're going to be with Wax and Bean in Berry, which is a vinyl shop we really like. We're going to be talking about the new Idols album, Ultramono, Mono, which comes out this week and arrived two days early that I listened to today before we recorded this. So we'll be nattering about music this year and the album, and no doubt plenty more film talk to come as well. So thank you as always, Jason.
1: Thank you very much. And I'll speak to you later.
0: That'll do big. (laughs) Bonsoir. Goodbye. Goodbye.